0: Well hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Overflow Beyond the Music podcast. This is episode two. I am your host, Josh McCabe, and you may have noticed that we added a little tagline. To our name. We are not just the Overflow podcast. We're the Overflow Beyond the Music podcast. And why is that, you ask? It's because we go beyond the shallow topics. We go beyond the surface and we take a deep dive into the lives of uh, artists and topics and subjects about songs and music and the journey that has gone into writing these songs. And we are not just interested in fluff, or the easy questions, we really want to get to know what people are about. Because this life journey, it's not all sunshines and rainbows. And there's some real stuff that artists have gone through that they've written about. And some real stuff that has been transformative in their lives. And I believe that when we can understand where an artist comes from or what the journey looks like, we can understand their art a lot better. And that's really the heart is that you would be able to get a deeper view into the lives of some of your favorite Christian artists that you may listen to on radio or uh, stream wherever you stream music or maybe you still buy CDs or you go to concerts or whatever that looks like. We are going to take you on a deep dive into the overflow beyond the music. Alright, so I know I left you hanging a little bit on the last episode with Trevor McNeven from TFK, I Am The Storm. And we're going to get right back into that in a minute. But again, I just want to thank you for being part of this journey with us. I mean, this is something real new for us to be exploring. And right now we're doing this uh, because we love music and we love the hearts of artists and we want to see them succeed. And we want to see you guys, the listener, get to know some of these artists in a deeper way. And so right now, we are just taking a leap out and doing this thing. And so I want to tell you that if you like what you're hearing and are enjoying these episodes, please just do us a favor. Drop us a review or a comment on iTunes or wherever you're getting it from. Share it with a friend. Download it to your phone. And just pass it around. We really just want people to be listening to this and checking it out because we just really believe the content that we're going to be bringing you guys Is going to be something different. It's going to be something real fresh, and uh, I know people are going to be encouraged, challenged, entertained by this podcast, and that's really our our goal is that we would take you in a deep dive beyond the music into some uncharted waters with some of uh, the best artists out there talking about their faith and their journey as believers, and we're going to dive right into Christian music. It's going to be a blast, so make sure you're helping us out by spreading the word about this podcast. And one of the best ways you can do that is through a medium called Instagram. And if you're on Instagram, you're going to want to open up your app right now. Um, Actually, don't do that. If you're driving, don't open up your app right now. But if you're at home listening to this or on the bus or somebody else is driving, open up that Instagram app and you're going to type in the overflow btm. That's all one word because you can't really use spaces on Instagram like that. So it's the overflow, BTM, and BTM stands for beyond the music, as we've already told you. So make sure you give us a follow on Instagram. Drop us a comment like some photos, hang out with us. We are going to be engaged in this Instagram uh, as closely as we can. We're going to make sure uh, to give you some avenues to leave comments or questions. And especially when we're interviewing artists down the road, we definitely want to give you a voice to ask some questions that you really want to know. And let us know who you want to be on the podcast down the road because we – Could always use some suggestions, but I gotta tell you, we've got some great guests coming up that we're gonna be recording in the next couple weeks, and I can't wait to share all of those episodes with you, so make sure you keep tracking with us. Again, social media is one of the best ways to stay in touch. Now we got a killer guest this week returning. This is part two of our interview with Trevor McNeven of TFK, Thousand for Crutch, and I am the Storm, and we're gonna get to that in just a minute. But one of the things we find really important is that we want to keep you up to date on what's going on around the world of Christian music. And one of the best ways to do that, we find, is for you to tune into a little segment that we like to call The News. The News. Alright, welcome to the news, episode 2, and I guess we did not end up changing that creepy music, but we probably will get working on that. But right now, it's going to do for us. A little bit of 80s, creepy news intro music didn't really hurt anyone, am I right? But hey, Lauren Daigle, she has been killing it lately on the TV circuit. She's been on Ellen, Jimmy Fallon, and now most recently, Dancing with the Stars... And I just, I think it's awesome. Not only do I think her new record's awesome and her singles that she's been singing, but I just think it's awesome how she is just representing uh, faith based artists in just such a, a new and fresh way and going to the places that people may have never heard her music or heard her message before. And I know that Lauren Daigle is, um, you know, just so passionate about worship leading and, and drawing people close to the heart of God. And I think that some of these songs are really, really beginning some amazing conversations about who Jesus is and what Lauren Daigle all about. And I don't know about you, but I fully support it. And I've been browsing Facebook and Twitter and I've seen a lot of hate and a lot of people really wanting to jump in and judge and, and kind of make their own decisions about what Lauren's motives are. But, I mean, hey, any opportunity we get as believers to be able to share our art that is influenced and inspired by Jesus living in us with unbelievers when we get to share that with unbelievers and with uh, you know the public on a large stage I think we ought to take that and run with it and I mean I'm just so pumped about what Lauren Daigle's doing so hey before you hate and before you ha- post a comment why don't you take a second and pray for Lauren and pray that you continue to be shining the light of Jesus wherever she goes Also, we got a new music video out from Hawk Nelson for their new single, Parachute. I just had the chance to watch it. It's pretty epic, and what I didn't know about it when I was watching it was that it was done entirely on an iPhone. How insane is that? So make sure you go check out Hawk Nelson's new single, their video for their song, Parachute. Make sure to go check that out right now. Matthew West. Matthew West is going to be performing at the 96th annual National Christmas Tree Lighting Ceremony at the White House in Washington, D.C. Whew, that was a mouthful. But he's going to be joined by several other artists for this great evening. It's going down December 2nd at 10 p.m. And, hey, what an honor for Matthew to be able to sing his music at, at such a national gathering like that in such a historic place. And so we're cheering you on, Matthew. Have a great time at Christmas Tree Lighting Ceremony, and we're going to be tuning in for sure. You're like, I've seen your Snapchat story. You better get that hand up. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I got 22 excuses 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. Look at this. Anyone who is in
1: Christ is a new creation.
0: Okay, we're going to paint the school and we're going to get some photos to send back to the church. Look at the white girls already crying. go it's mcdonald's you know what's on the menu here it's been the same 30 years all right and finally john chris is kicking off the human being tour 2019 in the new year and he's brought you hilarious videos like millennial international and lady who has a bible verse for every situation and road rage in the church parking lot and seriously like tons of other hilarious hilarious videos I got to tell you, um, if you go on his Facebook page and start watching some of his videos, it can be the thing that keeps you up till like 2 in the morning because every single time I think i found the funniest video yet, there's something even funnier that I love watching. I love everything John Chris does, and I'm planning on finding a way to make it to one of these dates. It's going to be just a fun, fun night, a great opportunity to bring out a friend, and uh, it's going to be happening all over the U.S., and even some dates up in Canada, so it's going to be killer. So head on over to premierproductions.com or johnchriscomedy.com to get tickets for this Human Being Tour 2019. That's all we got for the news this time. Thanks for tuning in. The news. All right, so um, we're definitely going to be looking at changing that music. Every single time I hear it, I go, what was I thinking when I selected this as our music? But anyways, uh, we can't really do anything about it right now. But what we can do is we can get right into our interview. And I had the pleasure of interviewing a good friend of mine, Trevor McNeven from Thousand for Crutch and I Am The Storm just recently. And the interview was just so jam-packed that there was no way we could squeeze it into just one episode. So we divided it up into... And so uh, I know I left you hanging last week, but let's pick up right where we left off last week where I asked Trevor McNeven this question. Talk about your biggest failure or what you felt like was your biggest failure in the career or the life of Trevor
1: McNeven. I mean, for me, I would say, you know, the music... Because the music that I make, I, I pour myself into 100%. And I don't mean that on like a, you know, I gave it my all. No, I, I mean, I I give it everything because it's it's literally a part of me. The You know, music in general, it is such a, so interwoven into my fabric as a human and just how God wired me that uh, more than most people know. And because of that, I've never... I've never felt like I failed on a song and that doesn't mean it was, it was a successful song. That just means I, I, at the you know, is there a song that I've released where I, um, where I felt like it wasn't finished yet, but it got released or yeah. I mean, I I think all the time in the studio, you you overthink things and you could, you're kind of like, man, you know, nothing ever feels finished sometimes. Or a show
0: where you kind of like, man, we weren't good. (laughs) We weren't good tonight or whatever. Right, right, right.
1: And you know, and you could just overthink things forever and, and, follow that, that path. But I, I've always believed in the music that I made and poured everything that I am into it. So regardless of how the reception of that song was, it never felt like a failure. But because of that, ironically, because of that, um, the gifts that God gives us sometimes, if you pour yourself into it so holistically with unhealthy balance Mm -hmm. can actually kill you, you know, or be killing you. You know what I mean? It's it can be an unhealthy thing and that's has nothing to do with God. Yeah. That has to do with me allowing that door to swing way too wide for way too long. And so I would say if it's funny, I I've thought about this many times and never really talked about it, but I think if I if there's something I've failed at, it was probably more on a husband level, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. who got the end of whatever I had left all of those times was my wife. Wow. And uh she's just an angel. She's incredible. And I don't say that with any sort of a, uh, never once did I feel like I was taking advantage of her. Like, oh well, no, you know, I think as husband and wives, we all kind of probably do that to an extent where you're like, well, you know, she'll be fine or he'll be fine. But, you know, I just, I think uh, looking back, there was a season in my life where I, you know, that, that needed to be, and has been corrected. You know, that had to be that balance. She deserved quality time. Mm-hmm. Not just whatever I had left, you know. And in my heart has always been, you know, I, I have just God's given me a heart for people, man. And uh, you could, you could never stop answering texts if you wanted to, and you could never stop saying yes to helping people if you wanted to, and um, and you could do it all with good intention, you know, mm-hmm. and and actually be helping someone, or, you, or at least you think you are. And um, but at the end of the day, man, I think you know what with perspective, looking back now that I can, I can say this and I've learned this was like, man, you know, that, that was, that was, that was, I was failing my wife, you know, in those situations that was not okay. And it was not, um, that's not what I signed up to do. And that was, she signed up for, you know, was that those moments of like, just kind of coming home exhausted. And that's, that's what you're giving her, you know, and that's not fair. So, um, I was so thankful to learn that. And, uh, you know, is it something I perfected? You know, I'm not sure if, if I ever will, but uh, it's certainly something that I work at every day, man, and have made a lot of balance changes in my life towards, and it's you know made me a, a better man. And um, certainly something God's teaching me about all the time, but um, to encourage other dudes out there though, man, and other husbands, I think that's a, that's a big thing, man. You can pour yourself into your career. So, so in depth that you lose sight of what's most important in your life, you mm-hmm. know? And it's not even in my life, I never once felt like it was for the wrong reasons, you know? I honestly didn't. I I was never chasing the money. I've never made a decision based on money in my life. Um, And it wasn't because of the, you know, trying to be famous or trying to sell this many records or whatever. It it was because I loved it, you know? It was always with good intention or because I saw God moving through it or all of those things, you know, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't change the fact that, you know, that's you can't give everything to that on an output level and have no input on a family level.
0: You know, well, I've always I mean, this is one of the reasons I started uh, that we started this podcast and called it the overflow podcast. Um, not not just because it's a it's an app and it's a, a ministry group that that does takes Christian music and does devotionals and has ways to stream it and all that great stuff. But because um, the word "overflow" is such an interesting word that um, out of our mouth flows the abundance or what's going on in the heart, and that what we have to give in life ought to be the overflow of what God gives us. Right. That um, that we should have so much overflowing that we have we have enough to give away. Right, and um, it's good. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I was listening to um, a podcast or a sermon the other day. He talked about David, and um, when he went and slayed Goliath, and how we often use the David versus Goliath story, the unlikely hero. But what no one knew on the battlefield that day was that he was used to wrestling bears and lions with his own hands. Right. You know, tending after the sheep where nobody noticed him and nobody saw saw that. And um, as I was reflecting on that, I came across one of your lyrics. I want to read these to you because I want you to tell me what's going on in um, the head of Trevor McNeven as you pen these lyrics. I know there's, there's two other guys in the band with you. Um, but tell me what's going on in your head as you write this. No one knows the walls that we've climbed, the knots we've untied, the shots that we've fired. I have a lot of, and it's in parentheses, friends who want what we've made but don't know the pain and the beasts that we've slain. There's a lot of sharks that swim in these waters. They come for your sons and they come for your daughters. What's going on, man? That's heavy. (laughs) I mean, to me, that's
1: this can be. Sometimes I don't like to speak into specifics on lyrics because I I think the power of music is that it 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 relates to you and me and someone else in different ways, you know, in our lives. But this particular one. yeah, I don't mind at all. It's it to me. This was about. It's about the journey, man. It's about um, the industry that we live in is an ugly place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not a shiny Hollywood looking, you know, golden ticket box. It's a, um, it can be an ugly place. I should say it can be an incredible place. Um, kind of like every city has a <laughs> mm-hmm. bad neighborhoods, and so I. This was talking about a lot of that journey, man, I think a lot of people and friends, uh, some of them in music and bands and stuff. Uh, if you have some success or your platform has grown, want that, but aren't willing to do what it takes to get there, uh, Mm -hmm. in the right ways. I don't mean stepping on people and trying to bury other bands to get to the top. That, that was never our attitude or our heart, man. But, uh, and some of that was just, man, there's just so much pollution in the water. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, Just in music, in the music industry, there's, it's, uh, my wife and I just recently are coming through a situation um, where, not between us, but with the house situation, and I I won't say much about it, but, you know, have you ever had those moments in your life where you know the truth, but no one seems to really care about the truth? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's and it's frustrating because you and that's what it feels like in our industry a a whole lot. You know, and and that obviously is a a pretty clear parallel on a faith level. But to me, it's man, this generation of people growing up. Forget like just people, the people who God created. You know, and uh, and different. Everybody's into different things, but like just now, I have a son and a daughter, you know. And you see these, you see the world that we live in, and you see the people with these platforms and how they use them. And and man, it's just sometimes it just blows me away. And so I think it's about both of those things to me. That those lyrics, it's it's about this industry, and there is a lot of sharks in the water. And uh, I think it's about remaining to be who you are at the end of the day, if you can get through that and still be who you are and still give the glory to God, I mean, to me, that's success. And, uh, we haven't made all the right decisions, but I I know that our hearts are still in the right place when it comes to that, you know? And I think a lot of people see things in life and and say like, well, I could do that. Or I want to do that. But they don't, they don't realize that the trade that is made in the life that has to be lived or given to to get there as well, just on a work level, you know, like we were talking about faith in action, Mm Mm-hmm. Faith is you know to me is the most important piece and uh but it you know God can't it's like God asking you to build a canoe, he's probably gonna point you to the forest of trees, you know what I mean He's not gonna just drop a canoe off from Amazon, you know what I mean and um so to me it's about all of those things, and that was a bit of a rabbit trail, but it's about the generation coming up and and so many just so many um voices like mm-hmm. over inundated by voices and information. Um, it's about a music industry that um, is trying to figure itself out, and can be a very dark place to be. You know, where it seems like you, your friends, uh, a lot of the time feel like they were only your friends mm-hmm. when there was money involved. You know, yeah. Um, you quickly find out in certain areas of your life when, yeah, nobody shows up. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. You know, so and, and you know, we've been fortunate. We have a great and awesome team and. Uh, you know, we have some great friends in our life, but there's, man, there's been a lot of moments, of course, uh, along the way like that for everybody. And you just, I think it's more of a, to me, it was, it was addressing some of the, what you see, some of the frustration that comes along with it and, mm-hmm. and just wanting to be honest and talk about it, you know,
0: it's uh influence can sometimes be a lonely place. for sure. And, um, you know, I've, I have been told as people have prayed and had conversations with God say God I want I want to be more influential for you and their God's response back to them is are you sure? Yeah. Do you know what it's going to cost? No. And a lot of 100%. people want the influence but don't want the cost. Yeah. And uh and it's so cool to hear how you've really opened yourself up to uh let God make you different and and uh and, and stretch you in those ways and that's man that's incredible. It's part of the journey of life, eh?
1: For sure. No, 100%, dude. And, and you know, one that I think I uh, will always be learning, you know? I don't feel like, like, oh, sweet. Got that figured out. Now I'm, now I'm an awesome dad. You know, no, yeah. it's just, it's it's such an ongoing thing. And uh, that's that's the beauty of it, though.
0: So many people who are listening to this podcast today who may be fans of, of TFK or Thousand for Crutch and um, I Am the Storm and all that stuff may not realize how long you guys have been around because there's a, Catalog of music that I I know about that the average listener online uh, or on YouTube or wherever or just bumping around the radio and Octane comes on and whoa there's Thousand Foot Crutch or Christian radio or wherever it might be um, and I'm I'm gonna play a song and I, I want to tell I want you to take me back to this song and tell me tell me what's going on when you hear this all right <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs>
1: Old school man, I love it. Who would have guessed we be doing it like this? Scantless for all the brothers who can't handle this thousand foot taking up mass space. Too much is out the weekend. It takes me right back. Classic touch, not changed, to represent the same. Why you picture the hits of lecture? It's all about smooth texture. We can be like who they get it all quick. Slick when the rip hits <laughs> your hands, and the worst, stick like thick.
0: Now many people are going. What is this? Is this like the same? Fire it up! Running what with the Giants band. What? What is going on? And so, take me back to that. What? What kind of memory does yeah. that trigger for you? Oh man, so many. And honestly, so many in this city.
1: That's the the funny thing about being home here. There's a well, still one of my favorite venues. It's called the Gordon Best Theater, and that's where. You know, we played that song most of the time around here. And uh that song's called Rhyme Animal for anyone out there who was just like, what in the world? And <laughs> that was on uh, our independent records, our first two independents. And then we re-released it later on, uh, on a re-release. But um, I mean, hip-hop had always, we kind of started talking about that. I mean, hip-hop was something that literally, I've never had another genre of music consume me like it did to this day, which is funny because I know most people, who know my name would associate me with rock, but, um, which I love and always have, but I grew, I was a kid who grew up in, in this town, Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. And we had one classic rock station at the time that was called the Wolf. Um, so there's classic rock. And then there's this kid who's, um, wasn't allowed to listen to music with, you know, that wasn't Christian music at the time. Cause my family just started kind of going to church and, mm. They didn't want me listening to all the stuff I wanted to listen to, so I would hide it in all these tapes and ziploc bags underneath the bushes in my front yard and on the way to the bus every day I would grab it. And I just I was just such a student of that music, dude. I uh I mean on my paper route every day, twice a day to on the bus to everywhere I was, I was just consuming this and learning about life, learning about phrasing, learning about lyrics, learning where there's a song off, uh, fight music. Volume one is the name of the EP for I am the storm, the first one. And there's a song, uh, on it that, that talks about what's called home. And it's about my relationship with music. It sounds like it's a, you know, relationship between two people, but it's about me and music. And it, you know, that's, that's kind of it, it zeroes in on that lyrically. Anyways, it talks about like, you know, it taught me where the kick and the snare should go. It taught me where this and that should go. It taught me the, the I would sit there and scat along with these records, man, and just, I was studying it. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was like, phew, I had a PhD in, in hip hop, man. I I'd literally just like spent tens of thousands of hours doing this and then um, started to pick up the guitar along the way and just love other music. You know, I loved pop I love I love a good melody, man. Just in general, so I remember listening to a whole bunch of pop rock that I loved, and classic rock was an influence. And I started singing. I'd been singing since I was probably eight. I remember singing on like a TV show here in town, and uh, in my aunt's wedding, and some stuff like that. And I always loved singing. Um, my parents bought me the Michael Jackson Thriller record it was my first ever album, and I sat there and just like memorized it, and just insane. Which, thank God, it was Thriller and not like. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) could have been worse. Uh, One of the best albums, but uh, anyway. So yeah, I've been singing forever. It's not like I I wasn't not singing because I would sing in our youth band and I would sing uh, outside of rhyming and stuff uh, a whole bunch. But as far as writing songs and stuff, it had always been rhymes, man. It had always been hip hop, and then it started to evolve from there, man. I I just I just love. I realized somewhere along that early years of my life that I just loved a good song it didn't matter if it was country or whatever, man. It could be bluegrass. And there was something that drew me to it. And so, yeah, through that, anyways, I started singing and playing guitar a whole bunch more. And uh, I did a record when I was 13 that was just hip-hop. 16 was uh, this project called Oddball. It was half hip-hop and then half rock and slash. I mean, it was just a mixtape of genres, man. There was, like, a little blues on there, a little, like, Americana. It was all over the ice, man. And um, I think... And that's kind of how you find yourself in music too. If you love music and you love writing songs. I didn't even know I liked writing songs at the time. Mm. I just would be inspired to write this kind of song. like, Oh, this is, I want to write this kind of song. I'm going to do it. So you have this mixtape of weird genres, but it's all one person. And then somewhere along there, you know, you, you learn along the way that like, okay, this, (laughs) you know, you, you find out who you are in what you're called to do. But I remember kind of with, with TFK, which I started the next year when I was 17, um, hip hop was always a part of it initially and funk was a part of it and rock was a part of it. So that was always kind of well, kind of what you just heard was a big part of, of the first two independent records. And then around that time, um, you know, the, the chili peppers had already been out public enemy and anthrax had already did a mashup and Aerosmith and run DMC. And so there was hip hop and rock fusion, of course, uh, the first rage record had already been out. Um, but it wasn't like a, it I don't know, you, you you still felt very, to me it felt very authentic still. It was very, uh, we weren't trying to jump on any sort of a bandwagon. It was just, yeah. it was a blast and so fun to create. And then there something just kind of, I mean, it's one of those things. Just musically, there was a, you know, I guess it would have been late, yeah, late 90s, early 2000s, man, where just like the rap core term came out and mm-hmm. new metal and all that stuff. And it just, it became such a big, moment in music. I mean, you would have someone like Brian Adams with like a scratch in their song, mm-hmm. you know, to fuse hip hop with rock or with and Limp Biscuit was obviously a big part of that. And corn and a bunch of you know, a bunch of rad bands, man, that that we love and have played shows with and um but they're just it became such a thing that in every interview and in every conversation and everything that you did, if everyone would be like, oh cool, yeah, you're another one of those bands. Sure. Um you know, like we've already heard Limp Biscuit man it's cool chill out and uh and you know we always dug and appreciated those guys and I saw them not too long ago we played a show with them they're you know just as good a band if not better now man they're yeah super talented but uh at the time it just it just felt like and it, we didn't turn away from this because of you know it, it has to be authentic. you have right. to feel it has to be honest to you yeah. so we didn't be like okay we're going to drop the rap thing because it's not cool anymore or something stupid yeah. like that it was just it felt like the honest kind of progression uh, yeah organic progression was to was to kind of explore the rock side more and just just dive into it so that's art of breaking was the perfect way to do that you know and it's honestly exactly what we did it we spent the most time making that record than we've ever spent by far and it was a blast and i mean our our record label didn't think so because we spent like eight months in the studio but Mm -hmm. um with arnold lanny a canadian producer
0: here was that one of the few records you got to record in Canada?
1: Um, I mean, I, yeah, I've, I've made a bunch of our, let me think here. A lot well, of
0: your latest ones have been done kind of uh, remotely almost, haven't they?
1: Yeah, and a lot of that stuff's been done in Canada. Um, but yeah, as far as like the whole band the whole being in a together, studio. Yeah. yeah, you know, that was, and we did half of it in Toronto. And then we did, Arn and I went out to California to his other studio and did a bunch of it out there in Temecula. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the, the progression kind of dove more into the rock side of things and kind of uh, exploring that space and just basically following your inspiration. As a songwriter, I was just trying to, you know, kind of keep riding the wave of inspiration. And then uh, I would say when we chose to go independent, we finished our record deal in 2009 going into 10 with Welcome to the Masquerade, and we went independent. And um huge thank you, by the way, to every single one of you who've Kind of has been walking that journey with us, man, because that was a big, a big moment for us, and it was a very God-led moment and a super vulnerable one. Um, but yeah, it was. It's been incredible. But uh, I say all that to say, the end is where we begin. Was the first indie record that that was the first time where I remember feeling being in the studio and just feeling like it's time. If it just feels right again, you know, mm. to to bring to be able to just kind of bring the rhyme vibe back into what we're doing, you know, in in the songs. If it was coming out and it felt like that was needed, then it just felt like time, you know? And so there isn't rhyming in all of those songs or anything, but it just felt like, you know what? That's always been a part of us, whether people know that or not, it's cool. And ever since then, it's kind of been sort of uh, the old meets the new, sort of when it comes to TFK, you know, something that we used to do forever, but haven't done in a while. We're bringing back kind of into the newer side of what we do and... So it was it was a blast for me, man, and but
0: it's all come full circle <clears throat> now for you because yeah, yeah, you talk 100%. about that. You you've moved, you stumbled up upon what what I won't call it a trend, but it was something that was booming at the time, and that right. that sort of rap rock and fusion, and you stumbled upon it because that was who you already were as a person, and and then you explored more of the rock side, but now you've come back to the hip hop side, and and brought. Uh, Brought some focus into that, not in the Thousand Foot Crutch TFK world, right? but uh, with I Am The Storm. Tell me about what was the moment where you're sitting on the couch or sitting in the car and going, I'm going to make a hip-hop record. <laughs> it, it, you know what?
1: It was about, I would say about two years ago, it wasn't just one moment. I, I just, I think you know, we, as TFK, we took our first intentional kind of break off the road in like mm-hmm. over 20 years, you know? And it was shortly after that, like really shortly after that. Um, It's not something I had been like, you know, thinking about for years. I think off and on through the years, I've thought about doing something on that level because I just love the art of hip hop, man. I love it. It's always been in me and um and I'm passionate about it. And so I've thought about it before, but I wasn't thinking about doing it. And then about two years ago, Maybe a little bit longer, I guess uh, I just started to feel so inspired to do it, man. It was like a, like a switch was flipped. It was just like bam, all right no i 'm going to do this and it just felt the timing felt right and so its i 've been having an absolute blast with this dude it 's been awesome. I mean on a musical level, from just kind of stepping into new rooms musically that most people or that i haven 't let most people into in my life uh, to vocally just being able to experiment and challenge myself in new ways has been a blast too and kind of reconnecting with that art form that's always been in me and that I've always loved, but haven't spent a ton of time doing in a while, you know? So it's, it's been cool, man. It's been a lot of fun. And um yeah, I'm crazy excited about this project. And the, the name too, we went through a bit of a switch, like it, it started out being called something and then there was a band uh, out there, kind of a, a smaller rock band coming up that turned out, uh, long story short, it had the same name, and I wanted to honor those guys, and we switched the we switched which, the name. And which was, I'll,
0: I'll say this because, like, you know, there's opportunities for that those moments to happen where um, there can be conflict and fans weighing in and and Facebook oh, comments. And I and I remember seeing you post something on Facebook. I couldn't remember if it was your personal page or or whether it was on Twitter or whatever it was, but um, just the way you just dismantled all of that with just grace and humility and saying, Hey, honest mistake. Um, but you know, and really just, just showed them some love and some, some grace. And, um, you know, I think, I think that was one of those moments that could have been like this huge, everybody's weighed in on Twitter and stuff and you just shut it down. And that was just, that was just really cool to see because, uh, obviously there's no foul on your end to do that but um those are the stories that it's cool that we can talk about this because those never make their way into radio interviews <laughs> <laughs>
1: no no and, and much love to those dudes man I, you know there was no ill intent from my end or theirs i think you know obviously they you know they felt how they felt and i yeah we yeah it wasn't about it, anything but just like you know that was never my attention and so it was always about the music right so we you know bringing that back around we just uh i it, it was funny man cuz you for me the name i had the name was the first thing that came to me and i wanted this to have more of a band name like mm-hmm. a sort of band moniker than like a solo artist or like a, a rap sort of vibe to it it just felt more authentic to me so it i spent a couple months man at way longer than i would have thought trying to think of you know what what does this feel like to me then what does this look like cuz i started with this name and then started creating all the music and the branding around what felt to me like this name and then had to change it. So it was it was a weird moment, man. And it took a lot longer than I thought to, to kind of zone in on, on a heart level with what felt right as a name. And so um, this is a funny story, actually. So my, my mom, actually, she actually did this to us at the starting of this interview. She, she, she'll she just pop out here randomly. Um, so drop in and be like, hey, you know, this was on my heart. I wanted to show you something. She pulled her iPad out and showed me this slogan. And I, I had heard this before in my life, but it was just God's timing, man. It said um you know the devil whispered in your ear you're not strong enough to withstand the storm and today i whispered in the devil's ear and said i am the storm and i just remember the moment that i read it it was like it was like a highlighter on just the name i am the storm at the end of that slogan and it just was like bam and i had been reeling to to try to come out with a name that i connected with and this one and it's funny i mean it's not cuz it's a god thing i mean but to me it was funny it's, I resonate way more with this than I did with that name. So it just, it ended up being the best case scenario, just kind of a, a frustrating way to get there. But <laughs> it's
0: something it's, you know, I find sometimes, um, it's obviously, as we've talked a little bit, you mentioned, you know, bands like uh, Limp Biscuit and Corn and some of these bands you've shared the stage with um, that are um, you know, in the mainstream world, that that wouldn't identify as as Christian or whatever, and and their lyrics would would you know follow that suit. And um, and you have had one foot in sort of the uh, quote unquote you know quote unquote Christian rock world and the mainstream rock world world where you're being played in NHL arenas for hockey teams and football teams or whatever that is, and 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 yet on tours like Winter Jam, um, one of the things that I have found as a believer, sometimes we can be so quick to jump on someone's intentions when they then right. when they read something and see something. What was the response to the name "I Am the Storm"? Was it positive? Were there questions, or did a lot of people assume the wrong thing?
1: Um, you know, so I mean, so far it's been really good, man. To be honest, I. I quickly wanted to try to kind of relay the story of the name to me, like what it means to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel it's important to do here. It's it's not, I mean, you could look at that however you want to look at that, but it was never intended to be this like cocky statement. Yeah. Because it's not about me. And so that's, I mean, I guess that's the, if there was a negative about the name, it's that someone could easily read it and just be like, oh, this dude's pretty full of himself. That's crazy. Um, Where to me, it was like the heart of it is, is I wanted this to be a statement that, as a culture and just as people and as believers or not that we could use, uh, when we're standing in the middle of our storms, you know, when we're facing our fears and doubts and frustrations and addictions and Mm -hmm. our mess, man. And, uh, to be able to, you know, they say that in the the center of the storm is completely calm. Like the, the actual, if you were to get to the actual center of the storm, that's where the helicopters try to get to. Um, it's, you know, that's where the calmness is. That's where the complete calm is. And so to me, I was like, I, I, my heart was for this to be a statement we can all use in our life when we're facing those things to be like, man, not not today. And in my life, um, because my faith is, is my lifestyle, that statement means something even different, even, you know, more complex to me because it's, I am the storm because of he who's in me. You know what I mean? And so it's not, that's not a, uh, what I'm trying to preach, but that's the truth in my life, you know? And uh, that's, that's something I'll talk about all day long, man. Cause that's, that's real life. And, and, uh, you know, I, I know God's love is for everyone he's created regardless of, of how they feel or what they believe.
0: Tell me about your favorite, uh, track off the, uh, the latest EP. Favorites.
1: Um, man, I love the whole thing. I really do. And I don't mean that in a cliche way. I, it's, I, as a music fan i love uh records that kind of and i it's the same with tfk but i've always loved records that just take you on a bit of a journey you know and have the different vibes and this one for this i just started making music i wanted it to be f- the whole thing to just be fun to create and to st- to make hip hop that i wanted to listen to again you know and i i grew up on a lot of the classics and so it's got some of that meets just some new flavor it's a bit of that old meets new vibe and uh It's, yeah, to me, this is the hip-hop that I I wanted to make as as the intro to this project, you know? And fight music um, has always been one of those things, kind of a guilty pleasure to me, whether it's with TFK or with I Am The Storm, uh, that always ends up where we we end up. There's a militant approach to a lot of the songs and um, a call to action, so to speak. So, yeah, for this one, man, there's some really aggressive tunes um, and some really kind of upfront kind of party tracks. And then there's some some funky stuff and some mellow stuff man it's kind of it kind of uh goes across the board a little bit and uh, it's been a a blast though to kind of pour into different flows and different feels vocally with both rhyming and singing and that uh, musically the same you know one song is not like the next sort of thing there's there's a consistency throughout but it's yeah they're not the same and so that's what's been so fun about this and i've been working on a ton of new music for fight music volume 2 already
0: and, uh, but
1: yeah, it's been a blast, man. It's been a, a ton of work to just kind of coming back around to that place of starting something new again. It's been a long time, you know?
0: Fight Music Volume One, Beast Mode. Tell me what that's all about. Yeah, dude. Beast Mode is
1: just that Firestarter tune, man. It's like it, it was the first song, uh, created for the I Am the Storm stuff, man, and for Fight Music. And it always felt like it would be, no matter what came after it, it would be the first track on the record, sort of thing. And it, it just kind of, it, you know, for me, it, it plays that role really well where it kind of just, it, it comes in with this like Kung Fu old school TV, you know, vibe in the background and just drops heavy, man. And I think it's, it's got a bit of uh it's, it's a super hard hitting beat, you know, and it's got that sort of punch you in the face feel that I love in music. Uh But also just kind of on a rhyme tip, it's not like a, a tongue twister type jam. It's more of like a, to me, there's something about whether it's working out in the gym, dude, or whether it's just going full tilt in your life, your career, your your day, um, just a, a not mess around level. Um, this to me, this song is that the soundtrack to those moments of your life where you're just like, I mean, the name says it all. But how about Man vs Machine? What's up with that, song? Man vs Machine was for me was there's a guilty pleasure in like a, a the tongue twistery type of uh, just wordsmith. You know, being a wordsmith, I've always loved that stuff, man. And my favorite MCs care about that too, you know. And uh, you know, someone like Eminem is a great example of that. And there's been so many in the past before him that inspired all of us. And I've I've always loved that that whole just the, there's a whole other planet of hip hop that's you know zeroes in on that, oh, the phrasing, the patterns, the the flow of of the rhyme. And to me, this one just kind of allowed me to just like drop the gloves, man, and just just run at it. So it was kind of like just a free for all. And uh, there was a moment of this song where I stopped and the track actually stops and then comes back in. And I, I thought I was done the song. And I remember going in and showing, I played it for my wife that night. And she was like, I dare you to go back out there and try to go faster. So I was like, all right, I'm doing this. So I came back out and just picked it back up and picked you know, double timed it from there on out for the rest of the track. And it ended up being just a fun like moment in the song, dude. But yeah, it's it's been a blast to make, man. There's still there's still so much happening on this project, and so much of the launch that's still kind of to be unveiled. You know, there's a lot we're working on, both visually and concept wise, and musically.
0: Awesome, man. Well, dude, we I uh, love to. We talked about some heavy things uh, in, in conversations. <laughs> I and know it wasn't and, the intention. No, man. Like we have gone uh, we've we've had a real good hangout, but I feel like we need to end things off a little fun. So we're gonna have a little lightning round, Let's a little speed round, um, and Word. you have to give one answer. You can't, you can't justify the answer. <laughs> you can't um, preface it with anything. Okay. You you got to drop it. All right. Done. Let's do it. Better fast food chains, U.S. or Canada? I gotta say U.S. I bet I spent more time there than that. You have to cover one song in your set with TFK. For one whole year. Actually, I'll give you a break. One tour. (laughs) You have two choices. Friends by Michael W. Smith. Wow. Or Baby Baby by Amy Grant.
1: (laughs) I'm going Friends Forever all day long on that one.
0: Everyone get the cell phones out on that one? (laughs) Let's do it. Enough respect, Amy. I loved your Christmas album. Oh, so good. So good. Um, Best Dressed Member of TFK. (laughs) <laughs> I would
1: say, wow! Fashion is so to each his own. I'm gonna say Steve.
0: Steve. Yeah, you're going with Steve. You're just <laughs> sticking there. No, no, no follow-up. I like that. Um, the one song you are almost sick of playing live. Wow. Um, not sick in that. Okay, you don't like it, but sick in that you're like, I would choose something else. Rock Fist. Fair enough? Yeah. Do you or puppet? Fair enough, both from the old school catalog. What's the one song that you wish you made more space to play live, but you guys never play live?
1: Man, there's been a bunch of those. Let me think, that's a really good question, dude. There has been a bunch. I'm gonna just go with E for exist or E for extinction. Sorry, as one of the many.
0: Who is the last person you would ask for a TV show suggestion? <laughs> Steve. Steve. <laughs> I love it. Full circle. Full. Uh, that's a great place for us to end. Um, Trevor, it's been good hanging out. Um, good. You as well, my man. Thanks for having been me. a lot of fun. Uh, I want. It's always to good you, to see you. I want to leave off. Um, with this uh i am the storm you can get uh get it everywhere you can listen stream music but i want to encourage people to go buy it go go online buy a copy can they get on your website yeah man storm.
1: excuse me iamthestorm.ninja is the uh is the website to all all the socials man i'm currently using all my personals uh to, to kind of run it but you can go to at iats official is the I am the storm socials on Instagram and Twitter. And we're kind of still launching all of that, man. So stay tuned for uh, a whole bunch more.
0: And right before we leave, because we always like to leave with some good music. um, What song would you suggest people go check out right now from I am the storm?
1: I'm going to go with, uh, because we've talked a lot about sort of the battle between the heart and the mind in these conversations, I'm going to go with these lines, which is the, the single off the record, the first single.
0: Alright, we're gonna end the show with that. Yes, yeah. these lines, I am the storm. The the Which one am I
1: gonna choose this time? God knows everybody walks these lines. Come on, these voices keep calling me. They wanna degrade my economy, want me to be part of their colony. So I keep shaking them off of me, but they keep invading my property, cause they wanna play my monopoly. There's all objective of stopping me, but I know they ain't affecting the prophecy.
0: Man, what powerful, powerful stuff from Trevor McNeven there, and we got into some fun stuff as well. And he's he's got a great sense of humor. He's a good sport, and he's always a, a fun guy to hang out with. So make sure you go check out his music, his new hip hop project, "I Am the Storm." It's just killer. It sounds so good it's so inspired and you realize that Trevor is just a man of many talents so make sure you go check out I on the Storm save it to your phone buy it online buy some of his merch support him and if you want to go follow Trevor on Instagram you can follow him by just looking for at T-Rock that's T-E-E-R-A-W-K T-Rock on Instagram and we'll also tag him on our Instagram so make sure you go follow us too the Overflow B T M on Instagram Give us a follow, give us a like, and you'll be able to find out exactly when the next episodes are coming because we're going to have one for you coming up real, real soon. So until next time, I'm your host, Josh McCabe. Thank you for tuning in to the Overflow Beyond the Music podcast. Follow us online, The Overflow BTM on Instagram, and we will see you next time. Thanks for hanging out.